Hello, and welcome to a special series of our podcast, Make It Clear, entitled, How Does It Work? In this series, Sean and I have invited a special guest to help us explain the basics of wastewater systems, how they work, how they affect you, and how they affect the environment. Join us as we explore the question, how does it work? Welcome to part one of How Does It Work? Today, we're going to be taking things back a bit, and we're going to discuss what you can and cannot flush, or should and should not flush. Today, we're joined by Jeff Ball. Hello, Jeff. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Evening. Uh, You've heard Jeff and I on here before, if you've listened to some of our earlier podcasts. Jeff is one of our owners. He's been involved with the business since the time beginning began. of time. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> since the beginning of time sometimes. Right? So Jeff's going to be joining us for the next few podcasts to talk about the basics. And we're starting with what we can and can't flush. So let's get into it. Why are we talking about this? I think there's generally... A kind of a lack of awareness out there with folks that have septic systems mm-hmm. about how they properly manage and maintain their their systems. Mm-hmm. Septic systems are their biological systems, so we have mm-hmm. to pay a little bit more attention to, and we have to maintain them ourselves because we own them. Mm-hmm. So we have to pay a little more attention about what we put down the drain, and mm-hmm. you know, ultimately how how we manage our our tanks and the additional features downstream like drain fields and other treatment systems. Yeah, I think it's really important to note that generally anything you shouldn't put in a septic system, you probably shouldn't put in a gravity sewer either, generally speaking. Yep. But when you're on a septic system, it's in your backyard. You can see it. It's right where you're at, and you or your service provider are the one who has to has to deal with what you put in that tank, as opposed to flushing something you shouldn't and letting the municipality be the one who has to deal with it. Yeah, Indeed. I think the effects in a septic system are magnified beyond what you would normally see in a gravity sewer. Even though the effects right. are the same, you're just going to see them a lot more yeah. prevalently in a septic system. Yeah. But they Indeed. are the same, yeah. right? Yeah. The, and the result of flushing the wrong thing down the drain, your municipality will pay for the improperly disposed of mm-hmm. stuff, whereas you're going to pay for it out of your own pocket if you, if you damage your septic system. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So let's get into it. There is what we often refer to as a flush and forget mentality. You know, I flush it, it all just goes away, and it fits down the toilet, so why can't I flush it? Uh, short answer is because it just might cause you some problems. Longer yeah. answer is putting anything that's really non-biological down the drain can cause potentially cause problems. It can mm-hmm. cause blockages in your any of your treatment devices or, or an effluent filter, for example. Mm-hmm. And it can also cause excessive accumulation in your septic system, septic tank itself and, and result in like 
premature pumping mm-hmm. frequency. And you can also cause damage to your treatment process that occurs in your tank. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that in a, in a few minutes. Yeah. There's usually, when you, when you look at how septic systems set up, you have just the most basic ses- septic, ses- septic system. You, you have a four-inch diameter pipe that goes from the house to the septic tank. And in the tank, you have typically there's many days of retention in that tank. So there's a lot of opportunity for the solids to settle and the floatables to float to the top. So you actually have a a layering that occurs in the tank. So Mm -hmm. if that layering occurs properly, there's a pipe that extends down into that, the clearer layer between the top floatable stuff and the bottom sludge stuff. And that clear stuff is what exits to the drain field and Mm -hmm. ultimately percolates through the soil. And the soil is the part of your system that actually is doing the purification of the water. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is is disturb that settling that occurs in the tank and allow the stuff that's supposed to be floating at the top or or uh, sinking to the bottom to escape the tank and plug up your soil. Right. Yeah. So just to define non-biological a little bit, it's anything that can't be broken down by the bugs that already exist in your stomach or in your body, I should say, and make their way into the tank and then break down substances in there. If it is not naturally occurring and can't be broken down, don't put it down your tank. And there's or a down long your toilet. list of things. Yeah, yeah. There's a long list of things that you you don't want to put down the drain in general. And that the there's things that can't be broken down there are things that do break down and take but take too long to mm-hmm. to decompose and there's and there then there's things that actually will disturb the organisms perhaps mm-hmm. kill them in your tank and that will disrupt that the balance that's occurring in there what you want your tank mm-hmm. to do is really to digest this the things that take longer to digest mm-hmm. and then the digestion allows your that the solids to accumulate over many many years, and we've mm-hmm. we've seen we have lots of data to support this. We've seen tanks that can go fifteen twenty years before they need pumping if right. they're treated. Yep. If mm-hmm. the tank is not abused mm-hmm. and is properly sized, you can get many many years, many more mm-hmm. than the commonly recommended three to five year pumping interval. Mm-hmm. If it's not so, abused, so if it's not abused, so the- what's abuse? Yep. Uh, abuse, abuse is too much water. So if you have a, a stuck toilet valve, for example, mm-hmm. you can easily get a couple thousand gallons a day going through your system. And they're, they're rarely designed for that. Most household septic systems are designed to accept maybe 500 gallons a day. And they're, they're routinely not seeing that because most households put out about 50 gallons per person per day. Mm-hmm. So if you have four people in the house, that's only a couple hundred gallons. So you can 10X your flow through your tank with a simple stuck toilet mm-hmm. valve. So what what else can cause problems? Well, I think top of the list, at least that I, I've seen, is dumping like your cooking grease, fats and oils, yes. things like that. Mm-hmm. They they accumulate. They don't decompose rapidly. They cu- accumulate quite rapidly. Not only do they cause problems 
in the, your tank, but they can also cause problems in your transport line from the house to the tank and cause right. blockages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as far as things, that, other things you don't want to put down the drain, I think pharmaceuticals, they can cause massive disruption in a tank. And we've seen in particular antibiotics yep. cause a lot of problems. And then folks who are on chemotherapies, some of those chemo drugs, are, mm-hmm. are, they can be disastrous to a septic system. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something that, that even somebody who's ingesting those chemo medicines, they, they're not all processed and they come out of your body and they, they can also cause damage. So it's something that you need to pay yeah. attention to if you have somebody who's being treated in the house. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's, going back to the fats, oils, and greases subject, yeah. some, some folks are, they enjoy a, a bath and with lots of body oils, yep. bath oils, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily a problem if, if it's an infrequent event. But if, you're, if you want to do that daily, probably ought to find some, some treatments that don't include dumping oils down the drain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what people miss too is that the fats, oils, and greases, right? Whether it comes from bath oils or kitchen oils or whatever source of oils, like Sean was saying, it's more visible in a septic tank because it's in your yard. But it's also a concern if you're on a gravity sewer, right? Fatbergs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah have mm-hmm. been, since they started putting cameras down inside sewer lines, mm-hmm. they're finding these fatbergs. Yep. Yeah, a lot of communities have very expensive multi-hundred-thousand-dollar mm-hmm. trucks that they routinely flush their lines, and the main mm-hmm. thing that they're doing is running a jet down a jetter down the, the main lines and, mm-hmm. and cleaning out all that stuff that accumulates. So it's a very expensive fix to an easily prevented problem. Yep. If you just don't put it down your drain. Yep. Another thing I see people running their water softener backwash into their septic Mm -hmm. systems. And that's a big no-no because if you're putting a lot of salt into your tank, that Mm -hmm. changes the specific gravity or the density of your water. And so it doesn't allow the settling to occur that would normally occur. And so what what you wind up having is a discharge of more solids in your drain fill and ultimately more plugging. So we've always told folks if you're gonna if you need to discharge your water softener backwash, run it to a, a separate drain and you can actually run it past the into a a drain that connects past the septic tank because I think there's been some studies that show that the salts won't necessarily damage your drain field. In fact, may mm-hmm. enhance it, but, yeah. but into septic tanks, a big no-no. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, let's talk about some of the other things you should not flush. How about household cleaners? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, those tend to kill the bacteria in your yep. tank. They're not easily decomposed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the occasional... Dumping of small quantities of of those kinds of things probably isn't going to cause any disasters, but it's right. generally not recommended. There are some alternatives, though, that you'll find 
if you look at the label, there's there are some companies that offer products for cleaning, both household cleaners and also for for clothing that are more septic system friendly. Mm-hmm. So if you have a septic system, you generally want to keep an eye out for that and and use products that are septic friendly. Mm-hmm. One big one that I hear a lot about is um, sanitary products, things yeah. like flushable wipes, feminine mm-hmm. hygiene products, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those things don't decompose. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, people have asked me a lot over the years, can I use septic-friendly wipes? Mm-hmm. And I've just generally said no. It's, you know, it's just as easy to throw those things in a trash can. I've personally seen effluent filters on the discharge of septic tanks blinded by mm-hmm. those wipes. So I, I just I just say, no, don't do that. Same thing applies to like paper towels and anything mm-hmm. flat and cheaty is probably <laughs> going to cause problems. So if you got mm-hmm. paper towels, newspapers, candy wrappers, condoms, anything that can blind a an opening, you're mm-hmm. you're potentially asking for for problems. Anything that's plastic does not belong in your toilet. Nope. Period. Yep. So no matter what system you're on, if it's plastic, it doesn't go in there. Right. Period. And we actually did. Do you remember that experiment that my dad set up with the jars in his office? So when oh, the yeah. flushable wipes came, I shouldn't say came out, but when they started to become really popular, he set up an experiment that had, this was super scientific. So <laughs> canning jars, <laughs> canning jars that had what was it toilet paper and then a variety of wipes in them that said they were either septic safe or not septic safe or sewer safe and the only one that decomposed like it should was toilet paper right and mm-hmm. after a certain period of time the jar with toilet paper in it looked like it was nothing after a reasonable amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. It just, it's just a little bit of stuff at the bottom, just like it should be. The wipes mm-hmm. were generally intact. And I'm talking like six months because he yeah. had those sitting there I for a long that. time. Yep. Six months and a year. And the wipes are still fully intact. The toilet paper is disintegrated like it should, like it's mm-hmm. made to do. Right. The wipes did not. So that lives in your water. Indeed. Yep. And uh, over the years, we've seen plenty of complaints from treatment plant operators for mm-hmm. conventional sewers complain about the same thing. They're flushable, right. flushable in quotes, wipes, wipes that they, they don't disappear. And they wind up wind up often taking those things out at the headworks and, and disposing those at the, the landfill. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to deal with it then, right? It increases mm-hmm. the amount of increases work operating that your system costs. Yeah, it increases your operating costs, which is going to drive up the cost to the homeowner, regardless of what system you're on, because they have to deal with these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're in control and of whether you put it down your toilet was, or not. That was a number of years ago that that those that little experiment your dad did. Oh yeah, it was like occurred. ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's possible there may be some wipes out there that are better suited. Mm-hmm. Haven't done any research. Maybe we should set up another experiment. Uh, it's it's probably about time. So. Line them up. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So what else shouldn't we flush? 
one of the things I was surprised about was hair. Yeah. It's, you would think that just because it comes from your body, it should be fine to flush down the toilet, but it doesn't break down like mm -hmm. other things do. And because no. it's very fibrous and it will actually, you put enough of it down in your drain or down your toilet, it'll blind mm -hmm. your screens just like anything yeah. else. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. Like <laughs> I laugh because I am a woman with long hair and I have a daughter with long hair in the house. Mm -hmm. And if you live with women who have long hair, you should know that that stuff does not break down. It will just clog your drain every mm -hmm. time because you can't stop it sometimes from going down your shower drain, but it catches mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. stuff doesn't break down. You have to yeah. clean it so out. Don't drop in the toilet, put it in the trash. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The other one that some people may not realize is eggs and nutshells. Mm -hmm. Oh, and coffee grounds. And yeah. coffee grounds. Yeah. Those things don't, they don't break down. Mm -hmm. no. We get questioned often about whether or not it's okay to have a garbage grinder in your sink. Yeah. And our, our position has always been generally, no, you don't want to do that. However... If you use it sparingly, you know, right. if you if you grind up an eggshell once a week, you know, the reality is you're not going to accumulate much solids. But if you're if you're grinding up a dozen eggs a day, mm -hmm. you're probably going to have some some solids accumulation that's going right. to. It's not like it's going to kill the system. It just means you have to pump it out more frequently. Right. Right. Which Same you thing applies like coffee grounds. Yeah. It's yeah. like everything. You want your system to run like a well-oiled machine. You want to optimize how you, you know, you don't drive 100 miles an hour down the freeway. You're going to drive your gas mileage down, mm -hmm. right? You want your car to run at an optimized right. mile per gallon. Yeah. Same thing with your septic system. In well, can order things to do that, that, are, can things yeah. that are abrasive, more like coffee grounds and, and shells, that kind of thing, also do a lot more? your system like cause damage to your pumps and things like that if they were to reach the pump potentially yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but generally you see that stuff settling out pretty quickly okay it's it's more of, of an issue of solids accumulation gotcha mm -hmm. what about additives we see the ads on tv and in magazines and so on all the time for septic additives what's what about those can we flush those down the toilet or well they're typically designed to be yeah flushed and mm -hmm. We have yet to see an additive that enhances the performance of a system. Mm -hmm. In fact, there was a product years ago that used to advertise that it would reduce the need for pumping your tank. Right. Well, what what, what it was doing was causing the 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 solids to suspend, and it was sending the solids out into your drain field. So, yeah, you might not have to. To pump your tank, but guess what? You have to replace your drain field. Right, so, right. Just probably like three times the price. <laughs> That's exactly what we're trying to protect. Yeah. So I, we generally don't recommend putting any additives. Well, in even the tank. natural additives, right? So we've all heard. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you, it, all three of us mm -hmm. have worked the customer service line and taken those phone calls from people that, oh, well, my dad or my granddad, or I heard that you should just put a head of cabbage down. Bag of dog food. A bag mm -hmm. of dog food. Yeah. 
there's an old wives' tale that you you need to when you start up your septic system, you need to you know put in a a dead animal or a, yeah. head of yeah. cabbage a or a bag of dog food. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. The, the bugs that 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 are necessary for your septic system to work, they come down the drain naturally. Mm-hmm. Yes, come from you. So yeah. so it's uh there's no there's no magic to get a to getting a septic system to start working. Yeah. Yeah. Or continue working. I mm-hmm. I knew someone who who was like, "No, I put a head of cabbage in every year." It was <laughs> just what they did and I was like, "You know, it's not necessary, right? Like you don't have to open it up and throw a head of cabbage down it every mm-hmm. year. It's there's no need." Right. Nope. So all right. So just to wrap it up, what can you flush down in the toilet? I like to I have a septic system myself. So I generally, it's bodily waste. It's toilet mm-hmm. paper, obviously. My dishwasher's connected to the septic system. All the sinks in the house are connected to the septic system. And the clothes washer is connected to the septic system. Mm-hmm. So those the things that go in those devices are going down the drain and into the septic system. I use mm-hmm. septic-friendly soaps and septic-friendly toilet paper. And mm-hmm. I think what comes out of me is probably pretty septic-friendly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Only things that are intended. Everything else in the trash. Yep. Indeed. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jeff. And thanks for listening, everybody. It's a pleasure. We'll see you next time. Thank you. We want to thank you again for joining us today. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe where you listen to podcasts so you're notified when new episodes are posted. Also, you can leave your comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website, www.arenco.com. Until next time, have a great day.